We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day and celebrate it being Thursday. And that's exactly what we're going to do on the way. Going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to NFL analyst Mark Ross. Give you a two a take and a whole lot more on the upcoming playoffs. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Talking to Adam Schefter about the craziness that is going on with the NFL, especially over there in Jacksonville. Then Hawk and Crowder. Crowder is back after food poison. He's got an interesting story. Plus, ooh, going to be talking about what craziness will happen in Brooklyn and maybe a Gabe Mount Rushmore that you have to stay tuned for. Let's get into the headlines, though. The Heat are expected to address a league minimum of eight again tonight when they face the 76ers. Tobias Harris is expected to return for Philly. Tip has been moved up to 7 o'clock. In other basketball news, James Harden is part of a four-team deal that will have him play alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Kane's defensive tackles Nesta Silvera and John Ford will return to the team next season. Both started on the defensive line last season. The Kane's basketball team will face 16th ranked and on a six-game winning streak Louisville Saturday at 8. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Panthers were scheduled to begin their season tonight against Dallas, but due to COVID concerns, will instead start things Sunday against Chicago. Sergey Bobrovsky is not expected to be in goal due to fitness issues. The Marlins are said to be one of the teams in the hunt for Corey Kluber. The pitcher is a two-time AL Cy Young winner. The Jaguars and Urban Meyer are expected to come to a deal that will make him their next head coach. Jacksonville has the first overall pick in the upcoming draft. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Sapporo Brewing in Japan has decided to go on and sell beer cans sporting a typo of lager instead of lager. Guess they've been sampling their own product a little too much. Do you dream of crisscrossing the country on a giant wiener? If so, you're in luck. Oscar Mayer is looking for drivers of their famous Wienermobile. Dream job? Eh, sort of. A South Korean firm has created a smart collar that will let you know what your dog says when it barks. Do you really want to know? What if your dog's a jerk? After watching a video of herself snoring in her sleep, a woman has vowed to never sleep again. Mmm, my hot mess of the day. To the Exergen Weather Center, tonight's forecast. 
partly cloudy, chance of rain, temperatures around 60. Waking up in the morning, it's always sunshiny on your radio or listening device with the Joe Rose Show. 6 to 10 weekdays earlier today, they talked to NFL Network's Mark Ross. He's got a two a take. Oh, two takes nowadays. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Also, could the Dolphins take another QB early in this year's NFL draft? Zach Wilson, enough said. Is Devontae Smith a little too skinny? And what do you think is going on in Houston? Listen, I, I love talking to front office guys and just how you go about finding guys in this quarterback situation. You know we're going through it, Tua. I, I know you read it, Tua Tungavailo. <laughs> I know. You're laughing. We we deal with it now. We got players that didn't put their name on it saying, you know, he we didn't play the best quarterback. We haven't seen it and all that. What's your take on Tua Tungavailoa from from evaluating him last year, coming out after the injury to, to where he is right now? What are your thoughts? What do they say? To be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. So you guys were, you guys <laughs> wish for that tank for Tua and you got him. So now what? Just as a background, when he came out, I was not, you know, I was on record with talking about that I didn't really love Tua like everybody else did. There were, I had serious concerns about him, and that was prior to his injury. The injuries were another separate case for me with him, with the longevity, with the durability, and you've seen that already this year. But also with the play, you know, I think what happens a lot when quarterbacks get anointed, and you, you're seeing that now with Trevor Lawrence, that no one really wants to look at the negative aspects, aspects of them, and everybody just kind of goes with the groundswell and does doesn't want to be that person to say, well, wait a minute now, there's some serious flaws here. And the things that I saw with Tua that concerned me in college were at Alabama, 95% of what he did was a clean pocket, like not even two or three yard clean pocket, but like five or six yards where he's no one's around him. And he's got, as we've seen, the receiving core he had where he had those guys were just wide open all the time. So it really was that he was playing seven on seven in Alabama. And the very few chances times where he actually got pressured, he struggled, especially when people were in his face. And then you, when you saw him try to get outside the pocket, he's not particularly fast. He's a little bit nifty, a little bit quick, but not particularly fast nope. or elusive when he gets right. out. And that's the things you saw at Alabama. And if you actually saw the plays he got hurt on at Alabama, he couldn't get away from people, defensive linemen. So people didn't really dig in on those things with Tua uh, and just went with the, this guy is the, the chosen one. Uh, and now I think you guys have seen some of those concerns there at Miami and are just saying, well, if he gets healthy, if he gets healthy. No, he looked like this prior to the injuries, and now these injuries – have maybe just even diminished him even more. Uh, and with that, you, how the concerns were this year, him getting the ball out of his hand so quick, that could have to do with he can't see very well, so he has to get it out of his hand quickly while he still has an open window. And also, he doesn't want to get hit. Uh, you saw that a lot at Alabama where he kind of fades away and throws before he gets hit, and you're seeing that at, at with Miami this first year as well. So, you know, not to, make, not to be dour or negative about his whole situation, but these are just things that I saw with him and maybe some others did not see. Mark, uh, listen, you're not the first one to say it. I mean, we, we, we have heard it, and um, I want to follow up with it. So if it is somewhat of a mistake and and you got players coming out saying they're seeing what, what you pretty much said you, you've seen, do you draft? You got the third overall pick. You still have it. If you're in love, and I don't know how you feel about Ohio State and BYU's quarterbacks, and, and what kind of look is it for Chris Greer if he goes, hey, guys, we might have missed. We got to grab I, – I got a higher grade on these other guys. What's that look like for a general manager and a head coach going to the owner? Ah, we're not sure. We're going to go ahead and take a quarterback again. Help me out. So, 
So the general manager, the owner, the head coach all have to be on the same page on what the vision for the organization is. And the problem is sometimes you do what's best for that person. Uh, You know, I was around the Giants with Eli Manning in his declining years where it was all about he's he'll, you know, let's do whatever's best for him as opposed to saying, well, wait a minute, can this guy really do it anymore? And you sacrifice the team for an individual. Will they do that for two and say, you know what, our pride is not going to let us give up on this guy. Let's just try to get him another offensive lineman. Let's try to get him a running back. Let's try to get him all these other things to make him better. Quarterbacks make everybody else better. The great, the great ones do. You can't just put things around them. To be, if, they, if they show you greatness, then you can enhance that. So they have to decide whether if it's Justin Fields, if it's, it's Wilson or BY, if those guys are better than Tua, or just say, you know what, if we stick with Tua, we're still going to be in this same situation next year. Let's just take a shot on one of these guys to compete uh, and let them battle it out and the best person win. So that, as an organization, they have to decide what direction they want to go in and not let pride get in the way of that decision. Let the best this football decision for the Miami Dolphins' future dictate that decision. Do you know if you like those other two guys yet? You just talked about Have you had a chance to evaluate? Well, you've seen Justin Fields on, on TV a lot, but No, Wilson, I've watched tape on all yeah. those guys. And, uh, you know, right, right now, Wilson, you know, obviously a big part of the quarterback is sitting in the room with them, talking to them, their leadership, how they deal with the team, those sort of aspects, how they learn. Uh, but just watching the film that Wilson from BYU, he's the most natural of all these guys, and that's including Trevor Lawrence where – if you just looked at him and the stuff he does, his vision, his, his moxie, his poise, his playmaking, it just everything is just so natural to him that right now, I mean, I really, really like him. Mark, hypothetically, if you were the GM, would you take Wilson at three if you're the Dolphins GM with Tua sitting here? I would. <laughs> I would. Again, and that's because of, you know, maybe the, 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 it's all about the belief you have. You know, if they right. felt that Tua last year was this guy's going to be a Pro Bowl franchise, Super Bowl winning quarterback, and they still believe that after this year, then go all in with Tua. But if there's doubts, you have to find a better alternative. And I think what makes it even more glaring for the Dolphins is who got picked after Tua. I mean, we talked about. We talk about the Trubisky draft, and there's two Hall of Famers got drafted after him. Okay, well, here's Tua, but you had a chance to take someone else as well. Did you take the wrong guy? Not only is Tua not the guy, but did you also take the, the wrong guy? And we're talking about Justin Herbert, who's shown, you know, with brilliance as a rookie there, where you see it, you know? Okay, now there's things that the Chargers can do to get better. But, man, when you watch him play this year, every game, you're like, oh, my gosh. When you watch Tua play this year, you're like, ooh. I don't know. That, right. That'll be the key decision. Uh, let's ask, uh, talk about another position because uh, I know you've seen him play a lot and um, and evaluate things differently than we do as fans. But Devontae Smith, you concerned with his as good as he is? You concerned with 170 pounds? Does that scare you at all when you're evaluating him? No. Yeah. No. No question. I mean, he is a wonderful college football player, a playmaker. You've seen it game in, game out. He's a gamer. But, and I said, I answered this question a lot while I was watching that national championship game. Got a lot of text people asking the same thing. And I, what my standard response was if you're that small, you have to be Deshaun Jackson fast and explosive. And he's not that. He's crafty. He's in, he has unbelievable route running. He's got great hands. He's tough as can be. But once he gets to the NFL, he, he doesn't have that extra explosiveness where he'll scare people. That That's my concern with him. Will, do I think he'll be a good player in the right situation? Yes. Do I think he's, he'll be a true number one game breaker as he's shown in college? I, I do not see that in him. Mark, what happens if you take the GM job and all of a sudden your top five possible quarterback in the league decides he might want out and that might be your first move you, ma- you make? 
And I'm talking about the Houston Texans right now. Imagine walking into that job and possibly the first move you have to make is trade your franchise quarterback if he wants out. That seems like a nightmare to me if, if you're the, the new GM there. It, it definitely is. And you know, I guess you guys have been following with the whole Jack Easterby, who this guy, the mystery right. man there, and right. pulling all the strings, which is absolutely bizarre to me as an organization that here you have and we talk about Deshaun Watson being a franchise quarterback and I say this he's not just a franchise quarterback this is a potential Hall of Fame quarterback so there's levels of greatness with these guys and Deshaun Watson you got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers who are at the first tier and he's right there you're not just giving up on or, or, or trading away just some well, it's just some Pro Bowl-type quarterback. This is a transcendent talent. And I do everything possible for him. Those guys don't fall off of trees once every 10 years, 20 years. You can get a GM. You can get a, a team <laughs> president. You can get a head coach. You can't get a Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, that's what teams break their backs every year, trading and giving up assets to get people like Deshaun Watson. So here you have him on your team. And because of whatever mysterious factors are behind the scenes, you want to get rid of him? That just makes absolutely no sense to me, uh, what's going on there. I would think that the new GM is, is smart enough to know since he, you know, his career was based off of Tom Brady and the things he did for the New England organization, and you saw what happened when he left this year, how they fell apart, that he would do everything possible to make sure that Deshaun Watson is happy, to make sure he's supported, to make sure that he knows that he's wanted, and to make sure Deshaun Watson knows we're going to do everything possible to make the situation right for you. By the way, as a guy who was in the front office and all the guys that have tried to get in there, and you see a guy that was a, I got to be nice about this, a minister and a preacher <laughs> is now calling shots in, in, in football decisions and, and obviously has the owner's ear. The, the son, no If I was trying to get that job or lost, I would be really pissed off to like how, and Belichick pretty much called him out like he didn't have any of those jobs with us. I, I like, no like, question. It really is bizarre. That's why I mentioned it's bizarre where – Okay, there you know general managers, coaches get hired and fired here and there, or get hired, and, and football people say, oh, you know, that's a good hire or not. But when you have someone who's just totally out of left field with no football experience and no background, and even the, as you said, Bill Belichick even said something <laughs> slightly negative about him, but yet they're still going full force with this guy to make him. I mean, it, you don't understand the level of frustration in our the scouting, the coaching, the NFL community. Like this is really happening, yeah. and. Whatever relationship he has with the owner, that's the only thing that matters. That's what that's right. matters in that in that building. Whatever he's doing, I don't know, but uh, that's it's certainly unprecedented in the NFL. Mark, I got to tell you, man, it's been really good today. Thank you. And and are you in California right now? Are we waking you up from California? Oh no, I'm in I'm in North Jersey. I, I still okay. live over here. I just good. was going back and forth out there when pre-COVID, but now right. I'm just kind of remotely do everything, but. No, I'm out here in the cold in, uh, in, in North Jersey. Well, Mark, we appreciate it. Very strong Thank stuff. You, Thank Mark. you so much for coming on Thanks, this morning. Guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure, anytime. Yes, indeed. That is the type of NFL insight you can only get with the guy that caught Dan Marino's first touchdown pass, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, Mark Ross. Great stuff. Get your Joe in the morning. And, of course, you can always catch Greeny Mike Greenberg. He comes on directly after them. Quickly, we run through all of the things that make Jacksonville desirable. Greeny's got the goods next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Now's the time.
It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on social media, please. I'll make it worth your while at Dan Day Radio. I'm originally from New Orleans, so today kind of a day of celebration and remembering the great Alan Toussaint. Oh, man. A New Orleans legend with such great music that you're hearing in the background. Would have been his birthday. Of course, he passed away a couple of years ago. So R.I.P. Alan Tucson. Always good to hear that music and always good to hear Greeny. Yeah, Mike Greenberg. He is back and on the radio, TV, radio, all over the place. Maybe in your living room sometimes. Who knows? Mike Greenberg is all over the place from 10 noon right here on 560 The Joe. He gives us the rundown a lot. First, he's going to touch base with Adam Schefter about the Urban Meyer scoop that you can only get from him. Also, he talked Meyer's numbers. Why is Jacksonville a hot spot? And then playing a little Harden ball. I have just a minute with Adam Schefter, our NFL insider extraordinaire. He's with me with the breaking news we had all morning on TV. Shefty, for those who've not heard, give us the latest. Well, Green, here's the very latest. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer, the former Ohio State head coach, are in advanced talks to try to finalize a deal that would make him the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only way that it wouldn't happen right now, it seems like, is if Urban Meyer changed his mind and decided to unexpectedly bail at the last moment. It is tracking in this direction. The two sides met as recently as yesterday. I think they're meeting again today. And all signs point to him becoming the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm told it's not fully agreed to yet. It's not official yet. Again, I think it's on the way to becoming official. Urban Meyer has begun assembling a staff, including a number of college coaches. It's not there yet, but it certainly seems like it's going to as the two sides are in advanced talks to try to finalize this deal as early as today. Not enormous news for a franchise that suddenly is a very attractive destination. Shefty, thanks a million for this. Great work this morning, and we'll check back with you if this thing uh, takes a turn in the next little while here. Let me give you some numbers. Do you need numbers on Urban Meyer? Do you need me to give you numbers on Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer has the highest winning percentage among all Division I coaches to debut after World War II. Highest. Higher than Nick Saban. Higher than anyone you want to put in there. Everywhere he goes, he turns things around immediately. He went to Ohio State in 2012. They were 6-7 and seven the year before he got there. His first year, they went 12-0. and 0. He got to Florida in 2005. He added two wins to their total, went 9-3. and three. Went to Utah in 2003. They had been 5-6 and six the year before. They went 10-2 and two the year he gets there. Urban Meyer is a great coach, an all-time great coach on the collegiate level. Will it work on the pro level? There's only one way to answer that question, and that is to say, you don't know. But it's easy to see why he wants the job. Quickly, we run through all of the things that make Jacksonville desirable. They have the first pick in the draft, which equals Trevor Lawrence. Everyone is in love with him. And if Urban Meyer takes this job, then you assume he is as well. They have a ton of cap space in a state with no state income tax, which means they have the opportunity to attract a bunch of players. They also have a ton of draft capital. So despite the lack of tradition and history and the London factor and everything else that goes through Jacksonville, it is easy to see why this would be an attractive opening and a spot where Urban Meyer at the age of 56, he'll be 57 by the time the next football season begins, he might say, you know what, I'm ready to take a shot at this NFL and this is where I'm going to go do it. So we'll keep a close eye on it. I can tell you, knowing Shefty as I have, as many years as I have, he doesn't make as big a deal of this story on the air this morning, as he did with us, and again, just here right now, if he doesn't think that they're close. Now, again, he just said it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. These things can always fall apart. But the fact that Shefty was as into getting into this this morning as he has been suggests to me this is close. So in my opinion, 
The Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer are very close to making him the first move that gets made during this offseason. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. So that is the breaking news that we got this morning after the enormous breaking news from yesterday. The Brooklyn Nets are acquiring Houston's James Harden in a blockbuster deal. He gets his wish in every way. This trade makes the Nets the most must-see team in the NBA by a long distance. I told you two months ago, James Harden had already been traded by the Rockets. They just didn't know it yet. Let's very quickly give their side of this. Congratulations to them. They did very well. I think all things considered, when you look at the way Harden behaved and you look at the way he had, everyone knew he had them over the barrel they were over, they did pretty well in this. But they become immediately forgotten in this. The story here, obviously, is Brooklyn. Harden wanted this. KD wanted this. And now it is completely on them. This isn't about Steve Nash. Kyrie Irving actually had that right. You don't coach a team when these guys are on it, especially when they made the decision to come together. No coach tells them what to do. They either make it work or they don't. And I would be inclined to say, I think they will. The fact that Durant and Harden know each other as they do, that this was their choice to come together as it was. LeBron and AD chose each other. LeBron and D-Wade chose each other. When these superstars choose to come together, they sacrifice what they need to sacrifice to win. They're telling you, I got my money, now it's about winning chips. And so those two guys will do it. The enormous X factor in all of this, obviously, the ultimate wild card is Kyrie. That has to get resolved as quickly as possible. And my general feeling on it is that the best way will probably be without him. I I think it is very difficult to imagine A scenario in which Kyrie comes back and absolutely everything works out fine. It's not impossible. And I'll be rooting for it because I root for, A, I I don't root against good things happening for people, and B, I like Kyrie. And unlike many others, I do not think Kyrie Irving is a bad person. I do not think that his, his actions right now are born from narcissism or unprofessionalism. I think they're born from a man who needs a little bit of help. But in the absence of everything changing really fast and really soon... The best thing is probably for that situation to come to an end as quickly as possible, remove whatever cloud that has hovering over the franchise, and just let KD and Harden go to work, because that's more than enough. Those two guys? Are you kidding? There's nothing they can't do. What does Vegas think? Glad you asked. The Nets moved ahead of Milwaukee and are now the second favorites behind only the Lakers to win the NBA championship. The Nets went from 5.5-1 to 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 3-1 at Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill to win the NBA championship. And the bigger picture thought I have here is that as an NBA season hangs by a thread because of COVID, it gets exactly the juice it needed. Because this is one you will not be able to take your eyes off of. One thing needs to be said before we let it begin. And that is that the way Harden handled all of this was disgraceful. There are so many things about him to admire, and I do. Particularly that he is opposed to load management. I hate load management. They are my two least favorite words in sports. And Harden shows up every single night and plays hard every single night. Until this. That was a lack of professionalism. Showing up late. Not being a part of anything. Showing up completely out of shape. Mailing it in when you're getting paid $40 million. Whether it's a pandemic or not. But it feels especially galling when half the country is out of work. He's a great player. And this stuff doesn't tend to stick to people. So I'm not saying his reputation is ruined or even significantly damaged, but it does need to be said at least one time 
The way this handled was unseemly and unsightly. If they start winning big, it'll be long since forgotten, and I'm not suggesting that it shouldn't be. But I didn't like it, and I'm guessing you didn't either. Greedy touches them all, and he touches them all really well. That came out kind of weird, but nonetheless, you got to listen to Mike Greenberg. Always great, always a legend, always legendary and fun, Hawk and Crowder. So now I have concession stand COVID chili cheese on top of my hot dog. Oh and I God. and I ate it. I was hungry. I smelled the hot dog. I obviously was hungry. I ate it. As soon as I took that last bite of the hot dog, I, I heard gloom, 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 gloom. Yeah, I was uh, like, hmm. So Crowder wasn't lying yesterday when he said he had food poisoning. Ooh, 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 ooh. He is back. We're going to be having some fun with Hawk and Crowder next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Welcome back to 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. So glad to be spending time with you tonight. So often have to hopscotch all over the place because we've got so many sports. So good to say going on right now. Just finished up with some Hurricanes football. Now we've got Hurricanes basketball. You've got the Dolphins that just finished up. But no worries. Just starting the Panthers on a Sunday. That's not enough for you though. We've got the heat going on some of the stations. So I'm hopscotching scotching all over the place just keep switching around all the sports stations i'm gonna take them i'm gonna get on them whenever i get a chance but sometimes you know you got to be a team player and step aside and let them go so that's good that's great speaking of being a team player he's just a great overall guy Foo Fighters Dave Grohl, of course, started out as a drummer in Nirvana. Now he is the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. He's got about 50 other different projects. Today, just 52 years old, supposed to be the nicest man in music. So I figured, why not play some of his music coming back from break? So happy birthday, Dave Grohl. Unbelievably tall, unbelievably nice the few times I have actually met him. Unbelievably big time, but unbelievably down-to-earth and fun. Hawk and Crowder, won't you join them along with Solana, myself, Jay Fig, the whole team weekdays from 2 to 6. My dude-dude is Crowder. He was out yesterday. We thought maybe he was big-timing us, but uh-uh, uh-uh. He had food poisoning. He'll tell us a story about how it happened and how it went down because that's what we are on the Hawk and Crowder Show full disclosure and full fun but that's not where they stop we're talking about who gets the big shots in brooklyn (laughs) and everybody's kind of asking that question including coach steve nash right now the heat they have the great eight going tonight is that a good thing or a bad thing speaking of good things and bad things is it a good thing or a bad thing that we do a gabe mount rushmore started to get nervous yesterday that uh, we might have our own kyrie irving situation with crowder I heard y'all were killing me. I got some text messages as I was dealing with stomach. I I just didn't know. You know, last week uh, you took a day off to go drinking with Noriega. And that was my first that was my first little warning bell. And I see that I see what's happening here. The I Am Athlete podcast is blowing up. I mean, this thing has hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Everyone tweets. I, we got to play today the clip of Chad Johnson just going crazy on Brandon Marshall and you, because I know you so well, just egging it on. I mean, just having the time of your life egging it on. I, I saw a little bit of me in you on that comfy chair that you were reclined on. You, you see a fire? What's wrong with just throwing a little kerosene on it? It's April. Bro, it's lit already. The fire's lit. 
Chad Johnson was ready to throw hands, and old Channing Crowder just kept—he was handing him boxing gloves. He was—you ain't never. How many hurt? times you been injured? <laughs> Chad stomped his foot down on the table. I mean, you were in hysterics. I, some people may have gotten up at that point to settle their friend down. You know, hey, 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 let's. Yeah, uh, not you. Oh, it was like you were all of a sudden the the audience in the dog pound at Arsenio Hall show. You you couldn't get enough. Who doesn't like to see a good fight? That's just oh me. Oh, my God. We'll play that sound later. I can't wait to play that sound. But And so um, I saw this podcast, this video podcast, I Am Athlete on YouTube, blowing up. And then all of a sudden, Crowder's out drinking with Noriega, the rapper. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, you know, like uh, uh, in the morning, Crowder's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it on the air. I'm feeling some uh, food poisoning or something. And I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is what KD is dealing with. This is what I saw. A, uh, I saw a Yahoo Sports article t- today titled "Pray for Steve Nash," and I thought it was such a perfect headline because now James Harden is there. Kevin Durant, I don't think, is the easiest guy in the world. And Kyrie, I don't know what the hell is going on with Kyrie Irving. That team on paper is great, but man, you got some head cases, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's why I can't go with yeah. the Kyrie thing, man. This dude is nuts. Now, you know, I I can go with some analogies, man. I, Kyrie is something else, man. He is he is special. But you know what? Yesterday was led by a bunch of bad decisions. I'll tell you that. I was what, at my, uh, what were the decisions that led to what happened? I'm at my son's baseball practice. And automatically, the concession stand at Recreational Park should be closed. It's COVID. You know what I'm saying? They should be closed. It's a valid it's, point because those those places are dirty even when there's no pandemic. Yes, sir. And this one was extra dirty. I'm not going to call out the park's name. So I'm sitting there. I'm talking to, you know, talking to the dads. This practice is two hours, but the coach is nuts. So he has it like two and a half hours. Right. So I walk past the concession stand and go to the bathroom and I smell the hot dogs. They're on the little roller. I'm like, oh, I'll grab a hot dog. Bad decision. So that was the first bad decision. The lady inside was she spoke no English. So there was already a language barrier. So I say, hey, let me get a hot dog. <laughs> she walks back, she gets the hot dog, she comes back and she says some words. And I just, you know, I do my smile, nod, <laughs> chilling, chilling thing. <laughs> oh, I know your thing, yeah. Yeah, so she, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's no like, yeah, if, you, if anybody's, if everybody, anybody's ever seen the Seinfeld episode where Jerry Seinfeld agreed to wear the puffy shirt on the Today Show and then didn't understand that he had just agreed to do that because he was half paying attention to the girl that was talking to him and was, and then got into ridiculous trouble because he had to wear the puffy shirt. On the Today Show, that's Crowder. Crowder will yes you because he's not paying attention to you. And if he can't understand you, he'll still yes you. And you don't know that he doesn't know that he's agreed to something. And exactly what happened, Hawk, you know me too well. So she comes over and I said, yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I guess she asked, do I want chili cheese on it? Chili and cheese. <laughs> so and then another thing, too, the whole nice thing we're talking about. You know, I'm not going to tell her to take it back now because now she brings the chili and cheese. Right. So now I have concession stand COVID chili cheese oh on top of my hot dog. <laughs> oh and, my I, and I ate it. I was hungry. I smelt the hot dog. I obviously was hungry. I ate it. As soon as I took that last bite of the hot dog, I, I heard goo gloom, 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 gloom. Yeah, I was uh. like, mm, okay, well, you know, maybe it's the chili. You know, maybe my I'm getting old. Bro, 3 a.m., <laughs> curtains for me. Sweating. <laughs> 
running to the bathroom, sweating, walking around the house. Just, oh, it went downhill fast for me. So I have practice again tonight from 7 to 9.30. I'm going to go give her a piece of my mind. I, uh, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that it doesn't look like you're going to become our Kyrie Irving because I mean, Stephen A. Smith torched Kyrie yesterday on first yeah. take and then today on Get Up. Um, and, and I didn't want to have that situation on my hands, but we'll, we'll keep a close eye on you. I'm not going to lie here. Who's our Steve lie. Nash? Solana's our Steve Nash? <laughs> Solana is Steve Nash. And I saw KD. great, uh, I let saw me, great. I'll be, I'll be, let me be James Harden. Cause I got a gut. I don't want to be Kyrie. Let me be James Harden. I saw a great tweet today. Hold on. I got to find this. Damn. Kyrie left Cleveland because he didn't want to be Robin. And now he's about to be Alfred. Because KD <laughs> and James Harden are going to be Batman and Robin. Kyrie is now Alfred. So I think if uh, we're Batman and Robin, then uh, Solana's our Alfred over there. Everybody uh, clapping throughout the play. Here, right here. Give it to me. Hey, me, 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 me. Hey, right here. Me, 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 me. More, more clapping on the court than from the stands. <laughs> right. it's, that's interesting. I can't wait to watch the net. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Kyrie's got to come back just so I can watch this. Because I like they're going to be very, I think they're going to be, uh, they're going to want to be facilitating for each other for three minutes. And then their personalities are going to come out. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we definitely got to feed James Harden the ball. And then all of a sudden, and then James Harden's going to be looking around. And I was saying yesterday, there's a lot of nice pizzerias in Brooklyn. So that dude's going to be eating some pies. I mean, things are going to go off the rails. It'll be fun down, to watch, though. Down by one with 10 seconds left. Who got the ball? Ooh, wow. That's a Steve I, Nash problem there, ain't it? I know. I think I think it's got to be KD, right? It should be KD, but... Because he can hit you so many ways. You going to tell James to stand in the corner? <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, James, James, there's Twinkie in the corner. Twinkie in the corner. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Damn you, coach. <laughs> Let's get headlines here with Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually flattering. Now, Alfred was a big a big cog in yeah, Batman. He, he was really the, the guy that ran things. The Heat, they play the 76ers tonight, 7 p.m., you guys know the line for tonight's game because it is uh, it is the elite eight again for Miami. No ban. Right. No I Jimmy, have not no looked at the line. I, I would guess it based. Do you know the line or, or you I say do. you don't know? I do. I do. Um, know the line. It was nine last game and the Heat took it to overtime. I'm going to say Sixers minus six, three Sixers ten and a half point favorites tonight <gasps> at home. Wow. Now, uh, the, all that being said, I believe the Sixers are going to win by 50 tonight. Are, are they going to let Joel Embiid play quarterback, or does he have to dribble? I, I, I'm telling you, I think they're going to win by 50. I thought they were going to win by 50 the other night. The Heat did everything in their power to prevent it, still couldn't come away with the dub, and I think that would be, like, that was their big oomph. And then, you know, you can't do that again two nights later. Again, no Jimmy, no Bam, no Goran. They're down to eight guys I uh, I think that the Sixers handle them, uh, and, and obviously Vegas does as well. Talk about not having the guts. I mean, the way Gabe Vincent played on Tuesday, he's going to continue building on what he proved That he actually, I believe, plays into my argument that Gabe Vincent played very well on Tuesday. You're expecting that again on Thursday. That ben, plays into my argument that the Sixers <laughs> are going to win by 50. Ben Simmons clearly wanted no part to do uh, uh, wanted no part of the Sixers on Tuesday. His name was in trade talks all day yesterday. He's clearly upset, flustered. That's all going to come crashing down on that court today. You're going to see the Heat. They're going to pull this all one right. out. 
Now listen, I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. You're going with Vincent, huh? Not Hero? Vincent, your guy for tonight? Yeah. Yeah, Gabe. <laughs> I'm, Gabe. More, I'm more of a hero. I'm more of the hero <laughs> bandwagon. Right. Remember how we said every team needs one Bubba? Like every football team needs one Bubba. Every yeah. NBA team needs one Except Gabe. Bubba Baxa. <laughs> right. And again, you know, no, yeah. no, I know he's a kid, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bubba Baxter, the one outlier. Every NBA team needs one Gabe. It would take us 20 minutes to come up with a Mount Rushmore of Gabes. <laughs> Wait a second. I No, I think I could do this. Oh, uh, come Gabe, on. Gabe Kaplan, who played Mr. Cotter. Right. Mr. Cotter, Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kapler, the uh, the Major League Baseball player and manager. Gabe. That's a, sh- that's a short Rushmore, man. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't the creepy guy on The Office, wasn't his name Gabe? Gabe from like, The Office. Like the 6'6 six, six guy. Yeah. That was super creepy. Uh, he dated Aaron. Absolutely. That's right. Dated Aaron. Kind of forced her into it. He was her boss. Let me see if I type in Gabe. After two, you went to Gabe at The Office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, even Gabe Kapler was a stretch. I was going to say, I've never heard of him before. There are not a lot of famous Gabes, let's no, be honest no, here. There is not. Famous Gabes. This is, this, <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, uh, I ride with you. Mount Rushmore, baby. You you made you invented this in radio. Gabriel Iglesias? You can call him Gabe. Who's he, the comedian? Yeah. Uh, you didn't sound certain. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Get the choppy uh, boys. Yeah, I think it might be Gabe Kaplan. And really, his fame came in 1976 with <laughs> Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. <laughs> The Mount Rushmore's that they expire. Can you, <laughs> yeah, can I don't. I really. I mean, if I if I put one out for most famous Gabe's, we're we're just scraping the bottom of the barrel here yeah. because Gabe Vincent's gonna have to be on there, <laughs> and that's absurd. Look at that, Gabriel Elordes, but he was a boxer in 1935. <laughs> right. That's that's yeah. pretty much when they stopped making them. All right. What else you got, Solana? The Dolphins interviewed six candidates. For their offensive coordinator position, I don't know if you guys want to get to some of these candidates later. If I well, I saw it. You now. said they've they've interviewed, or that's who's on their list to interview. I believe that this is who they're going to interview. They've narrowed it down. Oh, okay, because you six. said interviewed. You said interview, and I, I didn't think that they had interviewed anyone yet. Sorry, yeah, I, they've narrowed I, it down to this these six candidates. Hold on, I believe he's on the list, but this is my guy. This is my dude, and if they don't hire him, I'm going to be upset. Pep Hamilton. Yeah, he's the Chargers QB coach right yep. now, but he is on the list. Bro, he's developed so many quarterbacks. Actually, you know, I, I talk, you know, me and Hugh Jackson are tight. We bump elbows. <laughs> I mean, this guy with his podcast. This but guy's no, Kyrie. This guy's Hugh, Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hugh Jackson was, he was so, he was praising Pep. He was saying, Pep Hamilton, he is the future of the NFL. So I'm going to, Pep Hamilton's my guy. Eric Studsville, George Godsey, Tony Elliott, Pep Hamilton, Mike McDaniel, and Matt Canada are the uh, the six. And the Jaguars, they're in advanced talks with Urban Meyer to become the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'll be gone by eight games in. Yeah. He'll miss his he's, family. Well, what did, I forget what he says. He's got a heart problem. He misses families. And Urban Meyer is Nick Saban with better media etiquette. That's all he is. Right, right. They find out real quick it ain't the same in the NFL. Nope, he's going to get cussed out. We talked about it last week, Hawk. Yeah. Urban will get cussed out when he gets to the yep. league. Finally, guys, Oscar Meyer. They're hiring a new crop of Wienermobile drivers. Oh, is that so? Yeah, to spend a year driving around in the 27-foot-long Wienermobile. I think uh, I think Crowder had a 27-foot-long Wienermobile coming out of him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? You're right. Beep, beep. <laughs> here, here it comes. I'm putting it on my resume. Let me see how much the salary is for that job. Man, you got to be careful what you eat, especially COVID hot dogs with chili and cheese and all types of nastiness. Crowder, he found out the hard way. I think I'm going to avoid hot dogs altogether for a while just because of that. Stick to the beer, the pasta, all types of good stuff. Speaking of beers, I got to get out to the Titanic Brewing Company. I made their beer list, beer club, whatever they call it, Titanic Drinking Club. December, they tracked my beers. They said there was enough. So I'm going to be at Titanic by the U early and often. But maybe tonight. No, 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 no. I'm going to play it sober tonight. But I'll be back tomorrow. It is going to be Friday. If you want to download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you've heard right here on 560, the Joe Godor website, wqam.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free if you got any questions for me do not come find me in north beach or here in little haiti or little river or el portal whatever they want to call it don't make the effort you can just hit me up on social media real fast at dan day radio instagram facebook twitter i'll answer and if we do need a face-to-face we'll meet at titanic how about that ah Sounds so delicious and so good with their beers and their food and their people and everything like that. I am getting out of here, though. Hit me up. Let's do it again tomorrow. It's Friday. It's going to be a fun Friday, a feel-good Friday right here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.